Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Come, let us sing to the Lord and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, <coughs> come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea that belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Come, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God and we are his people, the flock he shepherds. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness, when at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. O God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come, our shelter from the stormy blast and our eternal home. Beneath the shadows of your throne, your saints have dwelt secure. Sufficient is your arm alone, and our defense is sure. Before the hills in order stood, or earth received her frame, from everlasting you are God, to endless years the same. A thousand ages in your sight are like an evening gone, short as the watch that ends the night before the rising sun. Time, like an ever-rolling stream, bears all our lives away. They fly, forgotten, as a dream dies at the opening day. O oh God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come. Be now our guard while troubles last, and our eternal home. <clears throat> the Lord is just. He will defend the poor. Lord, why do you stand afar off and hide yourself in times of distress? The poor man is devoured by the pride of the wicked. 
He is caught in the schemes that others have made, for the wicked man boasts of his heart's desires. The covetous blasphemes and spurns the Lord. In his pride, the wicked says, he will not punish. There is no God. Such are his thoughts. His path is ever untroubled. Your judgment is is far from his mind. His enemies regard him with contempt. He thinks, never shall I falter. Misfortune shall never be my lot. His mouth is full of cursing, guile, oppression, mischief, and deceit under his tongue. He lies in wait among the reeds. The innocent he murders in secret. His eyes are on the watch for the helpless man. He lurks in hiding like a lion in his lair. He lurks in hiding to seize the poor. He seizes the poor man and drags him away. He crouches, preparing to spring, and the helpless fall beneath his strength. He thinks in his heart, God forgets. He hides his face, he does not see. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. Arise then, Lord, lift up your hand. O God, do not forget the poor. Why should the wicked spurn the Lord and think in his heart he will not punish? But you have seen the trouble and sorrow. You note it. You take it in hand. The helpless trusts himself to you, for you are the helper of the orphan. Break the power of the wicked and the sinner. Punish his wickedness till nothing remains. The Lord is king forever and ever. The heathen shall perish from the land he rules. Lord, you hear the prayer of the poor. You strengthen their hearts. You turn your ear to protect the rights of the orphan and oppressed so that mortal man may strike terror no more. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Rise up, Lord, in defense of your people. Do not hide your face from our troubles. Father of orphans, wealth of the poor, we rejoice in making you known. May we find comfort and security in times of pain and anxiety. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. The words of the Lord are true, like silver from the furnace. Help, O Lord, for good men have vanished. Truth has gone from the sons of men. Falsehood they speak one to another, with lying lips, with a false heart, May the Lord destroy all lying lips, the tongue that speaks high-sounding words, those who say, our tongue is our strength, 
our lips are our own, who is our master? For the poor who are oppressed and the needy who groan, I myself will arise, says the Lord. I will grant them the salvation for which they thirst. The words of the Lord are words without alloy, silver from the furnace, seven times refined. It is you, O Lord, who will take us in your care and protect us forever from this generation. See how the wicked prowl on every side, while the worthless are prized highly by the sons of men. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Your light is true light, Lord, and your truth shines like the day. Direct us to salvation through your life-giving words. May we be saved by always embracing your word. The words of the Lord are true, like silver from the furnace. This is the favorable time. This is the day of salvation. From the letter to the Hebrews. Holy brothers who share a heavenly calling, fix your eyes on Jesus, the apostle and high priest whom we acknowledge in faith, who was faithful to him who appointed him, Moses, too, was faithful in all God's household, but Jesus is more worthy of honor than he, as the founder of a house is more honorable than the house itself. Every house is founded by someone, but God is the founder of all. <clears throat> Moses was faithful in all God's household as a servant charged with the task of witnessing to what would be spoken. But Christ was faithful as the Son placed over God's house. It is we who are that house if we hold fast to our confidence and the hope of which we boast. Wherefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today if you should hear his voice, harden not your hearts as at the revolt in the day of testing in the desert, when your fathers tested and tried me and saw my works for 40 years. Because of this, I was angered with that generation, and I said, they have always been of erring heart and have never known my ways. Thus I swore in my anger, they shall never enter into my rest. Take care, my brothers, lest any of you have an evil and unfaithful spirit and fall away from the living God. Encourage one another daily while it is still today so that no one grows hardened by the deceit of sin. We have become partners of Christ only if we maintain to the end that confidence with which we began. 
And scripture says, Today, if you should hear his voice, harden not your hearts as at the revolt. Who were those that revolted when they heard that voice? Was it not all whom Moses had led out of Egypt? With whom was God angry for 40 years? Was it not those who had sinned, whose corpses fell in the desert? To whom but to the disobedient did he swear that they would not enter into his rest? We see, moreover, that it was their unbelief that kept them from entering. As a faithful son, Christ looks after his father's house, and we are that house. Through him, the whole fabric is bound together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord. And we are that house. From a, from a sermon by St. Leo the Great, Pope. Our understanding, which is enlightened by the spirit of truth, should receive with purity and freedom of heart the glory of the cross as it shines in heaven and on earth. It should see with inner vision the meaning of the Lord's words when he spoke of the imminence of his passion. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Afterward, he said, Now my soul is troubled, and what am I to say? Father, save me from this hour. But it was for this that I came to this hour. Father, glorify your Son. When the voice of the Father came from heaven, saying, I have glorified him and will glorify him again, Jesus said in reply to those around him, it was not for me that this voice spoke, but for you. Now is the judgment of the world. Now will the prince of this world be cast out. And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all things to myself. How marvelous the power of the cross. How great beyond all telling the glory of his passion. Here is the judgment seat of the Lord, the condemnation of the world, the supremacy of Christ crucified. Lord, you drew all things to yourself so that the devotion of all peoples everywhere might celebrate in a sacrament made perfect and visible what was carried out in the one temple of Judea under obscure foreshadowings. Now there is a more distinguished order of Levites, a greater dignity for the rank of elders, a more sacred anointing for the priesthood because your cross is the source of all blessings, the cause of all graces. Through the cross, the faithful receive strength from weakness, glory from dishonor, Life from death. The different sacrifices of animals are no more. The one offering of your body and blood 
is the fulfillment of all the different sacrificial offerings. For you are the true Lamb of God. You take away the sins of the world. In yourself you bring to perfection all mysteries, so that, as there is one sacrifice in place of all other sacrificial offerings, there is also one kingdom gathered from all peoples. Dearly beloved, let us then acknowledge what St. Paul, the teacher of the nations, acknowledged so exultantly. This is a saying worthy of trust, worthy of complete acceptance. Christ Jesus came into this world to save sinners. God's compassion for us is all the more wonderful because Christ died, not for the righteous or the holy, but for the wicked and the sinful. And though the divine nature could not be touched by the sting of death, he took to himself through his birth as one of us something he could offer on our behalf. The power of his death once confronted our death. In the words of Hosea the prophet, death, I shall be your death. Grave, I shall swallow you up. By dying, he submitted to the laws of the underworld. By rising again, he destroyed them. He did away with the everlasting character of death, so as to make death a thing of time, not of eternity. As all die in Adam, so all will be brought to life in Christ. Christ has canceled the decree that was against us by nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the principalities and powers and made of them a public spectacle, leading them off captive in his triumphal procession. When you have lifted up the Son of Man, you will know that I am he. He disarmed the principalities and powers and made of them a public spectacle, leading them off captive in his triumphal procession. Grant us, we pray, O Lord, perseverance in obeying your will, that in our days the people dedicated to your service may grow in both merit and number. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Let us praise the Lord and give him thanks.